Hi guys, it's Karen, aka Hippie Mama, and we are back for part two of our forgiveness section, or a series, sorry, that we did last Monday. So today we're going to conclude on forgiveness, but I'd like to just ask you if you had a chance to think about what we talked about last week and decide which type of uh, person, um, self-directed, Christ-directed, self-directed with Christ involved, but you still kind of take the lead instead of letting God take the lead uh, person. Because like I said last week, we're going to now get into talking about the forgiveness piece of it. And I really do believe that depending upon which type of person you are, plays a huge role in how we are able to forgive those who have wronged us or, um, you know, just really caused us a lot of pain. Um, so let's first uh, go into the reading again, guys. I got my book back, uh, not my Bible today, um, and I don't believe we have any scriptures that we'll go over today. Uh, but you can still go back and refer to Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, chapter two, verses fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and then chapters three. Uh, verses 1 through 3, if you'd like to kind of refresh and just uh, go back through what we were talking about. So, like I said, we're going to just start out by reading here, and we're going to go under spiritual breathing. A spiritual man lives by faith in God. Faith is trusting that God will do what he says he will do. When we place our faith in God and his word, we can experience his love and power. How can we get off the emotional roller coaster existence of a worldly life? By practicing spiritual breathing, which is exhaling the impure, confessing our sins, and inhaling the pure, appropriating the power of the Holy Spirit as an act of our will by faith. Actually, there was a scripture here, and I will give that to you. It's 1 John 19, and I'm sorry, 1 John. 1 and verse 9 and then Ephesians 5 verse 18 so let's just kind of talk about these two paragraphs first of all so we think about um, here it says faith is trusting that God will do what he says he will do in my opinion that means you know people hurt us all the time we hurt other people right we're not flawless right we're not uh, somebody who is completely perfect and we've said things and done things that have hurt people throughout our entire lives but I think the important thing to remember is that when we know that we've done something to hurt someone first of all we should ask for their forgiveness um, and we should also ask God to forgive us for what we've done to someone but what do you do whenever you've done nothing and someone has really hurt you. Uh, this is when you're going through that emotional um, state. That's when you are feeling uh, so overwhelmed. I'm sorry, I got all this paper. Sorry, guys. Well, to kind of minimize the noise that you hear. So that should take care of it. Sorry about that. Um, so how do we how do we step off of the emotional roller coaster and how do we learn 
to let go of the things that other people have done to us or said about us that have been hurtful. Uh, that's a very hard thing to do. I mean, I think anybody would say, yeah, you know, if somebody hurts you, to forgive them is like, really? I'm supposed to forgive somebody for hurting me, for mistreating me? Um, and the answer is yes. Yes, you are. Does it mean that you're supposed to go back to that individual and uh, try to become friends with that individual? I don't think that that's what it means. I think that it just means that we got to let go in order for us to move on. And then we got to also realize that, you know, what's the issue with that person? Um, they felt that they had to do something very vindictive or very ugly towards me um, to just make themselves feel better. I, you know, it's so many possibilities, so many things that could, um, you know, be somewhat of an answer, though there is no actual right answer for somebody mistreating anyone uh, at any time. Uh, so now we're going to go into handling guilt. When you feel guilty, compare your feelings to the criteria in the checklist. Then um, we're going to go over some of those correct responses and uh, that maybe you felt. Okay, so our checklist for finding the source of guilt. When the Holy Spirit convicts me of sin, He will point out a specific sin and God will forgive the sin and restore my fellowship with Him as soon as I confess it. And that is absolutely true, guys. Um, you know, like I said, none of us are flawless. None of us are perfect. We all sin every single day. Uh, it's just a part of being human. It's a part of living. You will do it. Even the most righteous, pious person uh, sins every single day because we know that the only perfect, perfect being that ever walked this earth was Jesus Christ. And he was without sin. We, however, are sin. We, we carry it around. Um, so the one thing about it, and this is the beautiful thing about our Father God, is that the minute we confess our sin and, and say, you know, Lord, forgive me, I know I did wrong. And sometimes we don't know that we did wrong. Sometimes we are just trying to uh, stand up for ourselves. And maybe in the process of standing up for ourselves, we have maybe said something that could have hurt someone's feeling. I do think there is a way to go about doing it. But that you do, I mean, obviously you don't let people walk over you. But there is a way that we have to approach others. And we want to do it in a, a non-judgmental way, but in a direct way. And we want to just let other people know that, you know, it's not okay for you to say what you said to me or to do what you've done to me. And um, again, that doesn't mean that you have to stay uh, in a situation that is um, not healthy. You should not. Um, and then you give it to God. And this is where those three categories of people really come into play because uh, if you are a, uh, let's just go in order, so if you are a self-directed person and Christ does not dwell within you, a lot of times what's going to happen is you're going to be that individual that uh, you just don't give a darn, okay? Um, 
you're going to be that person that you're going to uh, not care how you made somebody feel and it's not going to affect you. Maybe it does, but you'll never let them know that it affected you and uh, you're just going to kind of go on about your way and screw you, I'm doing what I want to do uh, and I'm going to say to you and talk to you any kind of way. Now, if you are a Christ-directed individual, then you're probably, and you know what, I say this, but then I gotta, I gotta actually stop myself for a second because there are a lot of people that are in the church. There are a lot of uh, pious people that have very, very ugly personalities and uh, just, you know, I, it's, it's almost shameful that they would consider or call themselves Christians. And this is why I believe uh, Christianity gets such a bad rap because we tend to be the first people to always point our fingers, telling other people, oh, you're not living right, you're not doing this right, um, you can't say that you're a Christian and this is what you're doing. That's wrong. In my opinion, that is completely wrong. We need to follow the Bible. And the Bible does not say that you have the right to go and judge anyone. You do not have that authority to do that. But yet, we do it under the authority that we're saying God said. Uh, go back to the Bible, read the Bible, know the Bible, so that when you talk to people, you speak with the mindset of Christ, not with the mindset of Karen, or not with the mindset of, you know, whatever your name is, you have to speak with the mindset of Christ. And by speaking with the mindset of Christ, that means we have to allow Christ to lead. We cannot be a self-directed individual who still um, are taking the lead, even though we got God dwelling within us, we're putting him to the back and we're trying to take the reins. If you are a Christ-directed person, you will let him lead you. And when he leads you, when the Holy Spirit leads, you will speak accordingly to his will. You will talk to people in a way that they understand, in a way that is non-judgmental, in a way that is loving, in a way that is kind. And yes, you can still get your point across in a very nice way. You can still tell people, look, I am not going to accept this type of behavior from you. Um, it is not okay for you to do that to me because I am not approaching you in that manner. Therefore, uh, I am not going to allow you to approach me in this manner. But then we have to remember that most of the people that come to us in that form are still in a self-directed uh, mindset that does not have Christ dwelling within them. So therefore, when you realize um, who you are dealing with, then uh, it gives you that ability to um, just kind of rethink how you uh, or who you are talking to and just remember that they are not at that point where they know who Christ is or they are not allowing Christ to lead. But I know I kind of got off topic a little bit, but that's why it is so important that we allow Christ to lead us, that we don't try to lead the situation, and that we don't put him in places where we feel like, okay, God, now I need you to kind of step up and do what I can't do. Because in all honesty, we can do nothing without our Father. Okay, 
So um, some of these questions, let's see. So I am feeling false guilt if my feelings of guilt are vague and unspecific. Would you say that if you, uh, maybe let's say you did or you said something that was hurtful to someone and you apologize, but you really don't apologize because of pride. I mean, let's face it, pride is what keeps so many people from just doing the right thing because they're very prideful. They don't want to appear as um, easy or they don't want to appear as being weak. Uh, and it's not that at all. It is not. It is actually more uh, of a strength when you can acknowledge that you've done something that was um, hurtful to someone and you can actually go back and apologize to that person for it. That takes a very strong individual, not a weak individual. You're, you're not, and that's the thing, the enemy would want you to believe that uh, if you go back, oh, they're going to look at you like you're just this weak individual, uh, that, you know, you are so easy or gullible, but that is absolutely not the case. You apologize, you move on, if they accept it, wonderful. If they don't accept it, they have to come to, to their own point in time when they can let it go, but you've done your part, but please mean it. I mean, you really do have to mean it. You can't just say, oh yeah, I'm sorry, and then you still have all this, all of this discord in your heart or disdain for that person. Let it go. Let whatever they've done go. Take a deep breath. This is where our spiritual breathing comes in. Uh, remember our spiritual breathing, exhaling the impure. So confessing our sins, we confess our sins. And inhaling the pure, appropriating the power of the Holy Spirit as an act of our will by faith. We have to go by faith, give it to God, and let it go. Now, I am not talking about... Um, because there's some pretty deep things that people do, right? There's some pretty, pretty horrific things that happen, and that is a process. What I'm talking about at this point is our general things, you know, co-workers, um, partners, uh, family members, um, children, uh, you know, things like that. People that, strangers that just kind of cut you off while you're driving, or that, you know, can be really rude to you if you um, are, I guess, in a store, whatever, however, whatever the situation is, right? We just, we're really kind of talking about that at this point. And maybe at another time, we'll go a little bit deeper into other things, but um, I want to just keep this um, at, a, at a point right now that where we can all kind of make some changes that need to be made when we need to make it um, because letting go and forgiving um, the people or the, the situations that I've just mentioned uh, it frees you it frees you from carrying all of that around and that's a lot to carry and we don't know it because we don't see it but I imagine if you could picture the weight of all the people that have hurt you that have wronged you if we could actually see what that looks like, I would believe that a lot of us would have 18-wheeler transfer truck type of stuff that we, you know, pull in our yard, 
we pull behind us as we're driving, as we're walking into our workplace. Uh, and it's a lot. It's a lot to carry. And, and eventually it can take a toll on the mental the mental health of, of all of us. All right. So the second part of I, I am feeling uh, false guilt. I feel guilty. Uh, over a sin that I previously and sincerely confessed to God. See, that is another piece that the enemy would want you to believe. And he is the one that wants you to carry this around for years on years on years for what you've done. And when you sincerely go to God and you ask him for forgiveness for what you've done, and if you're able, which we should be, uh, if we're still with, around that person or what have you, able to ask them for forgiveness, and you really mean it when you go to them, then it's done. It's done. There's nothing left for you to feel guilty about. You asked. You. They may not accept your apology. They may not forgive you. But that's on them. And you can't make someone accept your apology. All you can do is tell them that you're sorry. And you really, really hate that you did what you did. Um, and if they would forgive you, you would be ever so grateful. But if not, you've said your peace. You've made your peace. But the enemy is the one who wants to keep you bound. He wants to keep you in a, in a state of mind that is not healthy. That a state of mind that causes you state of mind that causes you to feel burdened and to be um, overwhelmed with guilt and when you're in that state how do you function I mean do you really are you able to be happy completely no you're not because you're still carrying around stuff that excuse me our father has already forgiven you for now you need to forgive yourself for it uh, and, and that's what we just, we have to remember, um, that it's done. It's done. When you really sincerely ask and you believe, then it truly is really done. Uh, so then the other one is when my feelings of guilt are, excuse me, real, I will exhale and confess it to God. And when my feelings of guilt are false, I will thank God that his forgiveness is immediate and complete. So both are saying to confess your sins to God and then thank him. Just thank him that he has forgiven you. So some action points that we um, should remember is to exhale and we're going to follow these steps. Ask the Lord to reveal any unconfessed sins. Write them down on a piece of paper. So whatever it is that you think um, that you have not asked for forgiveness for, jot them down. Uh, confess those sins to God, okay? And agree with God that they are forgiven after you confess them. Uh, write 1 John which is 1 John, sorry, in the first chapter, in the ninth verse, across the top of that paper that has all of your unconfessed sins on it. And then once you do that, destroy that paper. Burn it, tear it up, throw it away, ball it up, uh, water it, whatever you want to do, just throw it away. And then make plans for restitution 
where you have wronged someone. So if it's somewhere that you can go um, to meet with these people, um, you know, try. If you can't, and you know it would be um, maybe a very uncomfortable setting for that individual, don't do that. Don't, don't, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. We don't want to uh, cause anyone any unnecessary or whatever kind of trauma. I mean, we just don't want to do that. And if it was a situation where it was violent, do not go back to them. Uh, just uh, actually just talk to God. Ask God for the forgiveness. Leave that person in, uh, in peace um, because that would be probably very detrimental if we um, approach them. So we would not want to do that. And, you know, just know that if you have asked God for forgiveness uh, and you believe in your heart that he's forgiven you, that he has, and pray, I would pray that every day that that person would forgive you, um, but do not, do not, um, I guess, uh, stir up any more discomfort for them. Uh, but if it is somebody like a co-worker um, that you work with every day and you know that you were rude or out of place, please go back and apologize and just say, hey, I'm sorry. Let it go after that point. If there's nothing else to do, you know, you don't have to go buy them lunch, you, know, you don't have to do anything, you know, overly um, uh, drastic, but, you know, definitely just apologize. So, guys, that was our forgiveness um, series, um, our part two of two today, and I do hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope that you will like, share, and subscribe, and um, that you will join me back on next Monday for our next Bible study. Not really sure where I'm going to go with right now, but if you have any suggestions about anything that you would love to hear or to learn about from the Bible, um, please put that in the comments section. Uh, also, I try to respond to everyone uh, that uh, reaches out. So, uh, yeah. So, I hope you have a great week. It is Monday, so we're going to definitely go into the week in a positive attitude. And we're going to think about the word forgiveness and what that means and where we and where we stand I guess in, in those three types of people uh, and hopefully we can get all get to the Christ directed uh, type of individual because I think our lives I know our lives would be so much better all right, guys, so I'm going to end with a prayer. Father God, we want to thank you for this wonderful day. We want to thank you for giving us an opportunity to come back and to hear the word and to learn more about you and to understand the importance of forgiveness and to make sure that we are living a Christ-directed life where we let you lead us, Holy Spirit, because where you lead us, we will be on the right path. Father God, I thank you for every listener, for every person that tunes in, and may they be blessed, and may their families be blessed, and Father God, we just love you, and we thank you so much for all that you do for us every single day, and just for just waking us up in the morning, we thank you. 
In your precious Son's holy name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Guys, take care. Be blessed. Have a great week. And I will see you next Monday. Bye.